this episode. A well accepted sort of legal arrangement uh, in France where if you find, and this sounds going to sound a little weird, but if you find an elderly person who's like without a family, you know, to inherit their house and whatnot, you can actually agree to pay them like a monthly fee for the rest of their life. She had this lovely apartment in the middle of town. Uh, she was 90 years old. Clemet lived to 122. <laughs> oh, anyway, boy. and not only that, just to add, you know, insult to injury. Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Callahan, And hi, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. And uh, I We've got, I think, one piece of, uh, of of housekeeping before we get into the story this week. And so, Sean, you're off to uh, off to Malaysia. Yes, off to Kuala Lumpur, and that's at the end of November. So, if anyone wants to catch up and uh, have a coffee or something like that, yeah, let us know. Be lovely to meet you. Um, yeah, I'm there for three or four days, so hopefully we'll be able to organise something. You'll be able to catch catch up with uh, Barat, our uh, our partner there in KL. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. So, uh, I, I love going to KL. I mean, it's, it is uh, such an amazing city. So, um, I'm looking forward to getting back there. It's been a while now. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been there for a couple of years. Well, um, your turn for the story. Okay, have now, you have you got one? I've got a story. Of course, I've got a story. I I've noticed I was telling this story, you know, frequently just in my interactions. Uh, um, over the last couple of months. And so I it was a good indicator that this is, should be a story I tell on the podcast. Um, so this this story actually starts in France. So there's a, a well-accepted sort of legal arrangement uh, in France where if you find, and this sounds kind of sounds a little weird, but if you find an elderly person who's like without a family, you know, to inherit their house and whatnot, you can actually agree to pay them like a monthly fee for the rest of their life, right? And in return on their on their death, you get their house, right? And and this is a well accepted. People do this all the time, and you know it's it's a good deal for um, you know the elderly person. They get this monthly stipend, and at the same time, you know the person who is going to inherit the house, if you like, might get it at a lower price than otherwise yeah. expected. Yeah, so that's exactly. kind of like the deal. But in 1965, there was this 47-year-old uh, public notary. Uh, his name was André Francois Raffray. Raffray, Raffray, that's his Raffray. Um, and he found what he thought was the perfect person. She lived in Arles. She had this lovely apartment in the middle of town. Uh, she was 90 years old. Her name oh, was... Oh, happy days. Yeah, right. Her name was Jean Clement. And uh, he thought, okay, so they signed the paperwork and got it all set up. And, you know, he really felt he hit the jackpot. The problem he had was that Clemet lived to 122. And, in fact, she lived two years longer than Raffray, who died at 77. So on, <laughs> on her deathbed, not, not really on her death, on Raffray's death, uh, Jean was asked... Um, on the day as she was actually dining on foie and duck thighs and cheese and chocolate cake, uh, you know, at her nursing home at that stage, uh, she was asked about her arrangement with Raffray and she just remarked, you know, in life, sometimes one makes bad deals. 
Oh, anyway, poor guy. Poor guy. And and not only that, just to add, you know, insult to injury, it's the the agreement rolls over to the to Raffray's family. So he had they have to keep paying. Oh, eventually they get the the apartment, of course. But um, you know, he thought he was going to see this retirement and lovely apartment in Arles. And uh, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, Clemet, she, um, you know, she was born in a, like eighteen seventy five, I think. And you know, she she remembers, for example, um, uh, giving pencils to Van Gogh, right? Who spent a time in Arles, of course. Um, and you know, she saw. You know the the building of the war. She saw the you know first and second world wars. She saw the introduction of the World Wide Web. You know, like I mean, it's, it's pretty phenomenal to think of someone living to one hundred and twenty-two. I got this story actually from Stephen Johnson, who's uh, an author, writes some wonderful books. One of my favorite books actually called The Ghost Map. Uh, but he has a Substack, and he told that story in, in his Substack because he was just pointing out that we're going to have more people who live to over a hundred. Right, and maybe, like, like Gene, you'll you'll get to one hundred and twenty-two. So interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what was the guy's name? Raffray. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Not a great story from his perspective. He would Andre. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you reckon? <laughs> what did you? What do you like in the story? And and. Uh, what what do you think works in that particular story? Oh well, yeah. I mean, this the the contrast. You know, the 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 world's best deal. You know, ninety five years old. You get the apartment. Yeah, yeah. But then she goes on to live to hundred. She lived for another thirty two years. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I mean, I like talk about an actuary's nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that pushes all the uh, averages out, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. 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 So anyway, the contrast between the what seemed like a terrific deal yeah. to worst deal ever. Although yeah. I, I would say that you know Refray continued paying that, you know, till his till his death. And then his his I'm assuming his kids had yeah. to stay. But you think about it, it's a great deal for the kids. Well, yeah, if dad's they get been, the apartment. <laughs> if dad's only... been paying for the apartment for yeah. uh, you know 30 odd years. Um, 32 years. So I'm sure that doesn't mean he got it at market value. He probably got had to pay more than market value. Oh, I would, you know, I would think just so. because of the way it works. But anyway. So yeah, I really like that contrast. Mm. Yeah. That, you know, initially it looks like a great deal, turns out to be a uh, a terrific a, a terrible deal. So that's surprise. Yeah. I, I learned that the um of course the woman's name, Jean Clemet, she's very well known in France. And so you can't I, I purposely didn't reveal her name until later in the story because if I kicked it off too early, I think um, for 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 our tiny French audience, um, you know, the, the surprise is a little bit spoiled. Um, so that was just one thing that was going through my mind as I was telling it. Yeah, yeah. So, what did you like about telling that story? Well, you know, it's uh, I I just enjoyed telling the shortened version. You look at Stephen Johnson's version on. Uh, his Substack, and it's it's a version you would tell if you're a writer. You know, he's talking about the name of the contracting, you know, the envisioner, and you know, and all there's, there's all this extra detail that 
you don't need to tell in an oral telling of it. People get the story, right? Yep. Just by crunching it down and getting to the point. But you sort of, you know, when you read the story, you'll you actually enjoy luxuriating in all that extra information and you know, picturing it. Uh, so that's that was the thing I enjoyed the most was just crunching it down, see how compact I could make that story. Um, you know, and I, I love telling it because every time I tell, I usually tell it to someone who is elderly. Actually, I've noticed. So I was down with my parents, who are both in their eighties, and I don't know. It always something comes up about you know how old people are or whatever, and I tell them that story, and it just gives them an absolute you know, guttural laugh, you know, that maybe it gives them a little hope, you know, Hey, maybe, yeah. maybe there's some, a few years ahead. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I think that's what I like about it. What do you reckon? What do you think when it could be, um, any changes or improvements you'd make to that story? Um, is, is Jean Clemet like the oldest recorded living human being? She is. Yeah. yeah, I didn't say that, right? But no, she is. No. Yeah. So I think that's that adds to the surprise. He actually made a deal with the with yeah. Jean Clemet, who went on to be the oldest recorded yeah, yeah. living um, human being. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. That's yeah, that's a bad. So thing. so yeah, that would uh, that would make it even better. Um, I, I one of the things I, I I like about it is that um, you could tell you you know, you can tell the. Uh, the, a, a very very short version of that, yeah. Through to um, what was the guy's Substack? Was uh, Stephen Johnson? Okay, yeah. so so through to the lengthy uh, uh, version that he told in his Substack. So yeah, you know, kind of that that uh, expandability and compressibility. Yeah, uh, I like stories. that about that story. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and in fact, we'll put a link to uh, a post that I did a, a number of probably a number of years ago now about how you take a written story, quite long written story and crunch it down to an oral story. Um, yeah. And in fact, the stories I was thinking of, there's a podcast called cautionary tales and they tell these quite involved, you know, sort of play like stories, you know, with different people, different characters done by different voices and yeah, it's all beautifully put together, but it's way too long to tell as a, a business story. So the, the post was about, hey, you've got this great resource out there. How do you crunch it? You know? Yeah. How do you get it down? Yeah. Um, cool. Now, one the one thing I have a question mark about this is, you know, the business point of this story, right? I mean, obviously she had, you know, a business point that she made for us, which was, hey, not everything you, you sign up for is a, is a good deal. But I'm wondering if there's other... Uh, business points that jumped out for you as you're listening. Well, well, just to play on that one, yeah, is that things do not always turn out as you expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, if if I mean, people spend so much like like with projects, you know, you follow the PM Bock or you know PMM, yep. and you know, you can spend a year developing your project plan. It's like, yeah, well, let me tell you about what happened with uh, Jean Clamay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. You, you can have the best laid plans. Yeah. But they don't always turn out the way you expect it. So, um, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. And it reminded me, I'm listening to a podcast at the moment called The Big Dig. And it's about Boston's um, project to take all the sort of flyover highways that they used to have and put them all underground. 
right? It's massive, massive, multi, like it took from the 60s to now to get done, right? Billions of dollars, et cetera. And each you know, step along the way, it was like, we have a plan, it's going to be this. And then I remember the one that just blew them out, they did some geological sort of survey of the, the dirt they were going to dig through. And they thought, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. But then the dirt, when it gets um, sort of moved around, turns into a slurry, right? So all their digging equipment would just, you know, disappear into this slurry. <laughs> um, and so they had to come up with all these engineering techniques. Essentially, you had to mix the dirt with cement so that it would turn into something hard that they could dig through. You know, all sorts of crazy stuff, you know. So but, that sounds like yeah. a like a, a podcast story there, Sean. Well, yeah, I, I should pull that out, you know, and pull yeah. that specific out because it's um, yeah, it's it's a really good infrastructure. If you're talking to people in that big construction infrastructure space, it's mm -hmm. a good story to have, right? See, yeah. I think the Clamay story is a good one if you're talking maybe in the aged care space or I don't because if you I don't know would. I suspect no. Now that I think of it, you know, it's a, it's a very human story. So you could probably tell it anywhere, right? People would get it. Yeah. Look, um, I've what been, do you think? In, in, well, in, it's an interesting story for the insurance industry for sure. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, They'll get it. Um, yep. I'd be a little cautious about telling it to the elderly. Right. You might freak them out. Do you think? Or well, you know, like somebody, you know, you tell it to somebody who's suffering from cancer or something and they know they've only got a few years left and yeah. and you know like so they might get it you know they anyway you might trigger them so I yeah know. i'm not talking about the elderly i'm talking about the elderly industry you know so the people running you know um oh, retirement, okay. yep. retirement villages yep. or whatever it might be uh maybe but i think you're right it's better it's a better as an insurance story mm. you, know, you know it's a better about planning and you know Quite frankly, you're not. No matter how good your plan is, it's what do they say? You know, a good plan goes out at the first time you hit in the face, and that's a good strategy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we've got a bunch of. You know, when I was in the air force, we had a bunch of sayings like "No plan survives first contact with the enemy." Right. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And the other one was planning is planning is important. Plans are useless. Yeah. 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 That's that's so a good, the, good the way process of, of planning it. actually helps you think about it act um whereas trying to follow a plan can lead you in the wrong you know lead you yeah. down the wrong path yeah very good any other points that could be drawn from it um oh i mean outliers you know if you want to you know we need to be careful of the outliers yeah yeah um, when we're um, you know, black good... swan yeah um, yeah that sort of idea isn't it that's a good one so because you could oh, tell that story in a planning exercise and sort of yeah. say, what would I what our what would our be, our Jean Clemet be? Yep. You know? Oh, actually nice. It could be a uh, a metaphor. What you know, what what's the uh, what's the potential Jean Clemet for us? Yeah, for us. And you're yeah. getting people to really, you know, think, you know, you have to get them thinking so out of their sort of box, if you like, to be able to do that. That'd be another that would be another challenge in itself. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I, 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 I love that story. I think it's tremendous. And I, I do think that if I kind of focus my attention on it, 
there would be even more business points, like right. potential applications of the story. I, I think it's like extremely versatile. Okay, then. Well, let's let's give it a score then. Let's give it All a right. score. What well, are I'm you, what that, are you going? I'm, I'm giving that eight out of ten. Eight love out it. of ten. Yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving it an eight out of ten as well. This is a good story. I know it's good. I've tell it, I've told it many times already, and every time gets a good uh, reaction. Yeah, and I'm as we're having this conversation, I'm thinking, I know a bunch of people who would find that story useful and I'm going to send it to them. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Fantastic. Rightio. Well, is there anything we need to wrap up with? Uh, I think that's a story. Um, by the way, I just there's one thing I wanted to point out to our listeners, right? And um, so I've been doing all this uh, research around learning things uh, tacitly, right? Learning just by immersion. And, and, and I tell you, if you go back to our, you know, we've got what, 100? No, 190. 190. Right, 190 episodes. That's 190 stories you could listen to. If you can just get into a habit of listening to them on a regular basis, you don't even have to try to become a better storyteller. It will just come, right? It's how you learn language. All you have to do is like what Mark and I are doing here, and that is listening to it and then sort of asking yourself some questions. Like, why does it work? You know, like what's uh, what makes it not good or not so good? Just that appreciation, yeah, why do Actually, I care about this story? Yeah, why do I care? Why do I feel this way or whatever it might be? That will actually help you enormously. This is how natural storytellers learn to become storytellers, right? So do that. It'll make a big difference. I'm certain of it. Radio, we should wrap things up. Definitely. So, thanks, That's everyone. a really good story. Good way to finish. Yeah. So thanks, everyone, for listening uh, to Anecdotally Speaking. And, of course, tune in next week for another episode on how to put your stories to work. Bye for now. Anecdotally Speaking was engineered by Dave Stokes from author to audio.